Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's made it to the front page of the Wall Street Journal. GameStop mania reveals power shift on Wall Street and the pros are reeling. See, this is a battle between the quote unquote dumb money and smart money. This is a battle between the retail investor and the pros, a battle between Reddit and Wall Street. And so far, it looks like Reddit is winning, and Wall Street does not like that. Now, before we jump into the heart of this battle, I want to take a step back and see where this all started. You see, so far, up until now, the sophisticated investing strategies have been reserved for the sophisticated investors, specifically hedge funds. They're what's called smart money, sophisticated investing. They know what they're doing, and they employ these very complex strategies. One of these hedge funds is ran by a guy named Stephen Cohen. He's the chairman and executive officer of 0.72. That's the name of the hedge fund. It's 0.72. Now, Steve Cohen has been very successful. He's worth north of $14 billion, and his hedge fund manages tens of billions of dollars. So he's very successful, and they do what a lot of hedge funds profess to do. They do these very complex, sophisticated investing strategies. For example, right on their website, they say, we invest in discretionary, long, and short positions, macro, and systematic strategies. See that? It sounds very complex. Sounds like they're doing some 4D level chess there. If we go into a further description of what they do, they say that they implement systematic, computer-driven trading strategies based on rigorous research to invest across multiple liquid asset classes. That is very complex language. Most people aren't going to even understand what they're talking about, but that's what hedge funds have been known for. They're known for being the smart money. Retail investors like you and I are known for being dumb money. Well, the story continues. At the hedge fund point seven two, there was one individual that really excelled. He was an excellent stock picker and an excellent trader. In fact, he made point seven two a lot of money. He was so successful at stock picking that he decided to start his own hedge fund. His name is Gabe Plotkin, and the hedge fund he started is called Melvin Capital, named after his grandfather. Now, Gabe is a talented stock picker. He is an incredibly good investor. In fact, when he started his hedge fund, it was during a year where other hedge funds weren't performing well. There's an article from the New York Times published in 2015 with the headline reading, Hedge Funds Struggle with Steep Losses and High Expectations. And this article goes through the many examples of popular hedge fund managers that are losing money that year. But it highlighted one exception. Even with dismal numbers, there were some rising stars. Gabe Plotkin, a former SAC Capital Advisor, and his hedge fund Melvin Capital was the industry outlier. Melvin Capital, a stock-focused hedge fund that started last year, had gained almost 40% by the middle of November. They finished the year up plus 40% while other hedge funds were losing money. And this performance didn't slow down. In 2017, for instance, Melvin Capital returned another 41%, another great performance. In fact, since the beginning of his hedge fund, on an annualized basis, he has returned above 30% year over year. That's a great performance. Gabe has done a tremendous job with running Melvin Capital. He's picked great companies, and he's been very successful. So successful that other hedge funds have taken notice. Over the years, they decided that they wanted to reap the same benefits as him, but they're not as good of investors. So the next best way to do that is by copying him. 
Other hedge funds have decided to mimic his strategy, to buy into the same companies he buys into and go short the same companies he goes short. And one of those companies that Gabe decided to go short was GameStop. And so did a lot of other hedge funds. They said if it was good enough for Gabe, it's good enough for me. And GameStop is a company that seemed like an easy short position. The company has been losing money year over year. It's been losing market share. It's been closing stores. The financials look very poor for GameStop. So Gabe had a very large short position on this company, meaning he's betting against it. He's betting it's going to go down in share price. And a lot of other hedge funds that mimic Gabe's strategy also had a short position on GameStop. So much so that through the mechanics of trading, the short interest on GameStop exceeded 138%. That is an incredible amount of short interest, meaning there's a lot of people betting against this company. So up until this point, it was business as usual. Gabe was making lots of money. His hedge fund, Melvin Capital, had great returns year after year to the point where other hedge funds had taken notice and have copied his positions. But this all changed recently when it came to GameStop. Because, well, GameStop was somewhat unique. Like I said, it had 140% short interest on this company. That is a tremendous amount. In fact, that's so much short interest that a few retail investors, a few of us dumb money investors, took notice. Specifically on the forum Wall Street Bets. A few individuals saw the amount of short interest on GameStop and they said, wait a minute, 140% short interest? That's a lot of short interest. In fact, that's so much that it probably makes these hedge funds vulnerable to a short squeeze. A short squeeze happens when the stock price goes up rapidly, forcing the short seller to exit their positions at tremendous losses. They made post after post on the popular Wall Street Bet subreddit talking about how they're going long GameStop, how they're buying the stock as much as they can, how it's going to be like a rocket to the moon. And in the process, they're going to take it to Wall Street. These sophisticated hedge funds that have been using these sophisticated strategies are going to get crushed in the process. And it worked. The price of GameStop accelerated. It went up dramatically. In fact, in the first day, it went up 100%, doubling in price. Then it continued to go up and down with a high amount of volatility for a couple days. And then it started to really take off, going up 226%, 285%, 642%, and then in just one month's time, 1,642%. The current price is $347. So obviously with this huge increase in price in GameStop, the people that were short the stock had their positions blown up. Melvin Capital lost nearly 30% of their asset center management in just a couple days. 30% losses. This is such a big loss that they had to take a cash infusion from two other hedge funds, Citadel and 0.72. So those two hedge funds infused them with another $2.75 billion to be able to continue their short position. Well, what did Reddit do when they heard about this cash infusion? They doubled down their efforts, buying the stock more aggressively, buying call options on it, and making the stock go up another 120% in one day, vaporizing this money. This $2.75 billion dollars It was gone in one day. The rocketing price of GameStop caused Melvin Capital to close out their position entirely on GameStop. They're no longer short the company. They had to cover this position by selling out at a tremendous loss. We don't know the exact number, but we know it's at least in the number of billions. So this has been a tremendous loss for Melvin Capital. This is different than business as usual. And where does this leave us right now? This story of a rogue group of Reddit users blowing up hedge funds has made itself to the front page of every financial journal. It's on the front of the Wall Street Journal. It's on the front of the New York Times. Obviously, it's posted all over CNBC, and it's on the front page of Bloomberg and the Financial Times and other outlets alike. This has all caused a lot of attention to a community, a group of people that usually don't get a lot of attention. Wall Street bets, 
Reddit, their retail investor, and they're beating hedge funds at their own game. They're seeing vulnerabilities with their short positions and blowing them out of those positions. That's not a story that you usually see on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, that the smart money has been outsmarted by the dumb investor. That's not something you typically hear about. The role's reversing. The retail investors have outsmarted the smart money, and this reversal on roles have left some people pretty upset. For instance, one of the people that's upset by the events that have taken place is Scott Wapner of CNBC. Today on his show, he had Chamath Palihapitiya, a billionaire, call in to discuss the events with him, and he expresses his discontent with what's happened. Now, let me be clear about something before we jump into this interview. The Reddit users and the Wall Street Bet members outsmarted the hedge funds. That's what happened. They got the better of them. They looked at a vulnerability in their market position and they used their money to push up the price of a stock, forcing them out of their position at a tremendous loss. This is called a short squeeze. There's nothing illegal about it. It's happened many times throughout history. Carl Icahn did this very thing to Bill Ackman. They're both hedge funds, and nobody really threw a fit about this. But because it's dumb money, it's Reddit, it's retail investors doing it to hedge funds, people seem to be upset about it. This is where Scott and Chamath really disagree. This starts off with Scott saying that these Reddit users and Wall Street Bet members, the average retail investor like you and me, we can't really do good research on companies. We don't really do good research on companies, and especially we don't have this type of sophistication to be able to take advantage of a hedge fund. So he believes that all these users are just going into this trade blindly, not knowing what they're doing. And Chamath obviously believes that that's not the case. Do do you truly believe that? That there's actual you fundamental know, I, research, I, not to yeah, disparage I, in any way the, the people who are actually making these you, trades, you, but you this are, seems to be momentum rather than no, a deep come, fundamental okay. analysis. Scott, there's momentum in traditional hedge funds and how they move stocks as well. Chamath is absolutely correct. Most Reddit users know that GameStop under a discounted cash flow or under a fundamental basis is not worth $300 a share, but that's not the reason they're buying the company. They're buying it as a momentum trade to push short sellers out of that company, to get that pressure off the company, and to make money in the process of doing it. Momentum's a strategy that many hedge funds employ. In fact, it's one of the most popular strategies in the market. The only time that CNBC seems to have an issue with with it is when retail investors employ it. And this is what Chamath points out. There are fundamental momentum investors in the market that are organized capital, i.e. hedge funds, and disorganized, loosely affiliated capital, i.e. Wall Street bets. And I think what you're seeing is the push and pull of that. And the realization should be that if every person was forced to publish their fundamental research, it would be hard to distinguish the best version of research from Wall Street bets bets and the best version of research from a hedge fund. They don't have an edge. Retail investors are now on the same footing as Wall Street. And in this situation, they've beaten Wall Street at their own game. But people like Scott insist that retail investors on Reddit don't know what they're doing. They don't know the risks they're taking and they need to be protected. They need to have their hands held. They need to have warning signs ahead. They need restrictions on what they can do in the markets. Unlike the hedge funds that are the smart money, the retail investors need to be restricted. But somebody from retail um, is going to eventually be the, to use your words, bag holder in this situation, are they not? And do you think it's, it's responsible for you and some other big names who tweeted about it yesterday and to get involved yourself, knowing that you guys are considered the Pied Pipers? 
that people are going to follow you into these trades and someone is ultimately going to get hurt after you and others are long gone, Chamath. The thing that really drives me nuts about the talk right now is how much protection retail investors need. They're always treated like sheep, that they always have to be restricted. They can't really make their own decisions because they're too dumb to make their own decisions, even when their own decisions are getting the better of hedge funds. This is the point that Scott consistently tries to make throughout this interview that Chamath has to continually battle with. Here's what will happen if you basically, if you follow your logic, then you'll say, you know what? Retail doesn't know what they're doing. I think you're wrong. Then, then the thing will be retail shouldn't be allowed to participate in the stock market. I think you're wrong. And then you know what will happen, Scott? The inequality gra- gap will grow and grow and grow. Because then if you – what are they supposed to do then? Buy an ETF, a passive fund? They can't buy into hedge funds because the rules don't allow them to. That really seems to be what Wall Street wants. They want retail investors like you and me to stick to our index funds. Stick to your Vanguard index fund. That's the only thing that you know how to do. You're too dumb to come out of that and do these complex trading strategies like short squeezes or gamma squeezes or invest in individual companies with complex investing strategies. And this whole business where you got the better of a hedge fund, well, that's just you being a troublemaker. That's just you not know what you're doing and falling into the situation. That's how Wall Street views retail investors. They don't view it as people making their own investment decisions, and many of them doing it intelligently. They view retail investors as a bunch of dumb people that by happen chance beat this hedge fund in this one scenario. But in reality, retail investors need to be restricted. We're not able to come up with these complex strategies. We need brokerages to restrict which companies we can buy. We need the SEC to look into our communities and restrict them. Even right now, as I'm recording this, I'm hearing news that Discord has banned the Wall Street bet community. This is the hammer that's dropped on retail investors when they do anything that's upsetting to Wall Street. The fact is, is that Chamath is right. People want retail investors restricted to index funds and to not do anything troublesome to the system that hedge funds have been doing for decades. Now, since the Wall Street Bets Discord has been banned, the Reddit mods over the Wall Street Bets subreddit have decided to turn that subreddit private. We understand that the Wall Street Bets Reddit forum has been made private. And so you can't just go in and, and log in and, and access what this, what this group is saying. You actually have to be invited to join. That's right. The Reddit moderators have shut down the Wall Street Bets subreddit, making it private, I think, to prevent another ban. They already had the Discord ban their server, and now they're worried that Reddit is going to ban the subreddit. Because this is what happens when you draw any type of negative attention. The big tech companies don't want any type of negative attention, and so they ban anything that causes it. Here's how one of the CNBC members tries to justify the ban. Well, I, I think it's like anything. Like we just were talking about a few minutes ago. If you weaponize disinformation, there's going to be the powers that be that, that, that really kind of take a deep, dark look at what's going on here. I don't think... Weaponized disinformation. That's apparently what he believes was going on in the Wall Street Bets Discord. Jamath Palihapitiya, of course, does not believe that's the case. They believe that they're investors taking advantage of hedge funds. But CNBC believes that it was weaponized disinformation and that people were taking a deep, dark look into it. So this is the situation. The Wall Street Bet Discord is completely banned. Discord has completely removed it. And the moderators of the Wall Street Bet subreddit have made it private. And I think they've done this proactively to prevent anybody from visiting 
revisiting it right now to try to prevent a ban because we don't want anybody else coming in with this this thought of it being disinformation that spread there. But this is the problem that I see right now. Wall Street bets in these retail communities are under intense scrutiny, and we have stories like this in the Wall Street Journal. The GameStop short squeeze shows an ugly side of the investing world. Out of the millions of members of these communities, there's a couple that are doing things that they probably should not be doing, harassing short sellers, doing things in the real world, outside of business, outside of the investments, to actually harass them in real life. Andrew Left is a much smaller investor. He doesn't run a big hedge fund with billions of dollars, but he's talked about the harassment he's received from people that have been long GameStop. The angry traders have shared his personal information, hacked into Mr. Left's social media accounts, and texted Mr. Left and his two children using threatening, profane, and personal language according to the people close to the matter. This is a serious problem. You can't have people doing this, harassing people in real life. Not only is this completely uncalled for, and Andrew Left, even if you disagree with his investments, you should not be harassing him and his children, but this is going to lead to more communities being banned. If there's headlines like this in the Wall Street Journal, then Reddit and Discord are going to ban any community affiliated with it. Even if they didn't cause it and didn't promote this type of activity, the media will blame them, and the tech companies will think of some lame excuse to ban them. So that's the situation as of right now. Melvin Capital is out of this stock. They're licking their wounds. We have Wall Street bets banned off of Discord. We have the Reddit Wall Street bets set to private. Right now, GameStop is down 16%. And we really don't know what direction that's going to go. It's very volatile. So it could be up another 50% tomorrow or down 50%. It's very difficult to tell. Now, this is an evolving story. We're getting new news every single hour. So I'm going to be coming out with more updates on this. As well as in this video, I don't have time to update my portfolio. I'll have another video out this week if you want to see that. So be sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't. And if you want to join in on the constant discussion, you can check out the Patreon. It helps support the channel and more content, as well as you get access to a private Discord where we discuss current events like this, as well as investing strategies. It has exclusive content and it gives you access to a dividend tracking website. So you get all of that included. Anyways, I hope this video was a fun look into the situation. I'll be talking to you soon.